later it gets. The new Spirit Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Mission for Christ proudly presents to you Old Fashioned Revival Hour on Spirit 88.3 with Brother Jerry. Now and every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Awake, awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life.
It's a wonderful evening, a glorious day that the Lord has made. This is the program, Dabbed Old Fashioned Revival Hour, and my name is Brother Jerry. If it today happens to be the very first time that you are hearing the program, I want to assure you, I want to um, let you know that you are at the right place. For God is still working, God is still moving in our midst, opening the eyes of the blind, opening the ears of the deaf, giving understanding to the many who are without understanding, imparting grace and faith to his people. As I want you to prepare your heart for tonight, a victorious night, and uh, sail with me to the very end of the program. Um, I want to play the jingle. As I always say, Jackson College of Education, admission is still in progress. So I want to encourage you who have friends and loved ones, who have the passion to pursue um, education, I want you to take this opportunity to tell your friends to grab their forms now before it gets finished, before the deadline. Um, and so without much ado, I would play the jingle. Afterwards, we would begin with the message tonight. So sail with me, hang on, I would be right back. Jackson College of Education and National Accreditation Board at Jiatun Pakupenu. Enneyane University of Education, Uniba. Akayen Tumapa Aboma. Yade three years diploma in basic education Ebrawo. Na eni just samne se. Mwe aye distance learning. Kairu se general programs ni na yeye bi elho. Na yakwa kofa early childhood education abba. Yade amount for the donor air front tiwa amamu elhu senye sitira amafra adiye. Na yade French education zuzu abba. Wa upesa usia French kasa anasuna kwenye neni. Dia uhiani wasi, SSE, TVET, credit passes, ewo, three core subject mo. Ah, English language, any mathematics, eka hon, any two elective subject. Nye wanya 25 years, adeko, mwa pesu wa tuwa no mwa siyasono. Dia uhiani soba wafa o forms, mwa pesu wa entrance examination nibi. Sa u performs nibi atwa, fwani atwa miyami ya hudu edisi. ADB, Ghana Commercial Bank, Eco Bank, HFC Bank, Sinapia Ba Savings and Loans, and offers on the Jackson College of Education, Learning Centers, ahudwa, ewo mami hengi na Anase, Fuenite Head Office, our fourth Jackson Street, Ayediasi New Side, Kumase, and Bank NUST. Open to the one who will be afraid. Our 0540 104949. Anase 0266899495. Akwenye Neni, Sobekwa Kofa Forms. Now back at Jackson Educational Complex. When you're Mapa. Justin Papa. Justin Yepapapa, Justin College of Education, hey 
Jackson College of Education and National Accreditation Board at Jiatum Prakupenu. And then University of Education, Uniba, Akayan Tumapa Abuma. You had three years diploma in basic education, Ebrawo. Now, any just some say, we are distance learning. I will say general programs in Naya BL. Naya Koko for early childhood education, Abba. You did a month for the donor, F. Fantitimo, Amomo, and who sent you Citra and Mofra at the end. I had the French education, so Abba. No person who's your friend to Cassano, so now Queen. Diohiani Wasi, SSC, TVET, Credit Passes, Ewo, three core subjects, English language, any mathematics, any two elective subjects. When you have 25 years, I deco, more person of two and a woman's fiasco, the Yans of our forms, Robert and Transfers and Nation. So, who performs in Ibiata for any extra Yamia who do this? ADB, Ghana Commercial Bank, Eco Bank, HFC Bank, Sinopia Bus Savings and Loans, and offers on the Jackson College of Education, Learning Centers, Ahudwa, Ewo Mami Henina. For any head office, our fourth Jackson Street, I had the same inside Kumase and Bank University. Open to the one who will be afraid. I was 0540 And that's a 0266 899495. Um, I want you to bow down your head as we begin the program tonight. Father, we thank you for yet another night, a glorious night, a victorious night. I bless your holy name for the understanding of your word. I give you glory for the utterance. I give you the the praise for the impartation of grace and revelation in your word. I pray that you have your way. You touch my lips. You open my ears. Let your will be done tonight pertaining to the topic which you have given to me. I ask for boldness and clarity of speech that whatever it is that proceed out of my lips will not be by the natural mind but of your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Tonight, God has given a topic that I share with you, His people, His beloved. And this is the topic, Recover All. Recover All. Recover All. I, have, I had prepared a message which I wanted to speak in line with um, what I would talk about tonight. But yesterday as I was going through, again pondering about it, thinking about it, the Lord suddenly opened my ears to hear his still small voice. And what the Lord said to me yesterday concerning this particular topic was this. That of every truth, the enemy has a counterfeit. Of every truth, the enemy, the devil, has a counterfeit. Initially, I didn't really understand what the Lord was conveying to my spirit. But then, as I sat still and was still wondering what it meant, God gave understanding to what he said. You see... You will notice that of every currency that is introduced into the economy of Ghana, 
someone sits down to make a counterfeit of that currency. So, for instance, uh, we have uh, 10 Ghana cities, and it is not, of course, uh, an uncommon thing to find uh, a counterfeit of that same denomination. And uh, it is what the Lord was trying to, he gave to me this to make me understand what he wanted to say to me. It is the same way when it comes to every truth which is in the Bible, in the Holy Bible. You see, Satan makes a counterfeit of every truth that is revealed in the Bible. When we speak, for instance, of um, the ministry of the prophetic, of the prophet, Satan sits down to make a counterfeit of that. So he introduced his own agents who clothe themselves as prophets when as a matter of fact they are not prophets. And he does that just so you will draw, he will draw your mind from the truth. He will draw your mind even from the good ones. And so it is common for you to see people preaching against the ministry of the prophetic because of what the devil is doing today, because he has sold Taris, his own people, agents, in the midst of the church. And so by doing so, he takes your mind even from the good ones and causes many even to condemn the ministry of the prophet because of what the enemy does and is doing in the church. Now the same is true when it comes to prosperity. Now you would notice that uh, for a time now I have not really touched on this topic even though the message was given to me weeks, months ago, I believe that today the Lord has permitted me to speak concerning his will for his children as pertains to prosperity. And so the topic tonight, Recover All, is in line with prosperity, the will of God concerning prosperity. And so tonight you are going to know whether it is the will of God that these people prosper or not. What at all does it mean to say that one is prosperous when the Bible uses the word prosperous or prosperity what does it really mean is God for or against this particular word is God against prosperity is it his will that we prosper because for some time now this particular topic has become if I may say, a topical issue in the church today. Like I said, the enemy would always make a counterfeit out of the truth in order to dissuade, in order to stray you, in order to um, beguile and to turn you even from the simplicity of uh, the word of God. Now, let me say this, and I want you to pay particular attention to what I am saying. There are two counterfeits introduced by the devil on this subject. And most of us have fallen victim to either of them. 
Now on one side, the enemy has made some believers accept that it is evil to prosper financially or to claim financial blessing. Now tonight I just pray that God gives you understanding on this topic where it is very important to you who is a believer. In time past I have treated uh, on the subject of salvation and faith to receive uh, divine healing. But tonight my focus is on financial blessings. What is the will of God? What does the Bible say? To what limit? To what extent? That is what I am dealing with tonight by the grace of God. And what I am saying is that there are two counterfeits that the enemy has printed into the economy of the church. On one side, he has made certain believers accept that it is evil. It is almost a taboo to prosper financially or to claim financial blessing. And on the other side, he has made some believers accept that financial prosperity is the main focus. The main focus of our life. And not only believers, but even the heathens. Both are the counterfeits that the enemy has printed into the economy of the church. And it is only the word of God that detects and trashes them out from our mind. You see, what I want to tell you, beloved, tonight is that God is not against financial prosperity. But he is against covetousness. The two are not the same. God is never against you prospering financially. But he is against you becoming covetous. Becoming greedy. Becoming selfish of that which he has given to you. You see, you having money is the delight of God. But when the money possesses your heart, is where the problem is. You need to understand that the enemy is very subtle. He is very cunning. The reason he introduces the counterfeit is just so he would take your mind from the truth. Just so he would cause you even to be unbelieving in that which God has promised you. You see, it is very common today to hear preachers, some preachers of course preach against prosperity instead of what? Preaching against covetousness. Why? It's because that is what the enemy likes to do. He would always take your mind from the truth. So that if you are not careful, you would condemn everything. Even condemning the will of God. Condemning the very truth which is in the word of God. Like I said, people condemn prophets. Because of what is happening in the church today. But the fact that the enemy has so tires in the midst of the church. Does not mean that all prophets are of the devil. There are always the good ones. Among the chaff. There are always the good ones. Remember what God said to Elijah, that there are 7,000 prophets who have not bowed down to Baal. And so I want you to pay particular attention to the topic which I am treating tonight. 
recover all. Recover all. And is in line with prosperity. God is hindered. I must say to you. Where there is no faith. To receive. His promise. He cannot give to you what you do not believe in. Understand that. God can never give to you anything. If you do not believe. That he can do that. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. What does the Bible tell us? James 1 6 to 8. It says that. But let him ask in faith. With no doubting. For he who doubts. Is like the wave of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose. That he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. From the King, the New King James Version. Unstable in all his ways. He's a double-minded man. And so therefore, let not that person suppose that he can receive anything from what? From God. Why? Because uh, he is unbelieving. He is double-minded concerning what God has promised. And so by reason of that, he cannot receive from the Lord. My friend, I beseech you with the love of God that you always stick to the word of God. Not the traditions and the doctrines of men. Always be on the Lord's side. It is the only way to triumph over false teachings and over heresies. Otherwise, it is very easy for us to be swayed to either of the counterfeits that the enemy has introduced into the church. And so, um, having said that, I want to now Bring your mind to the will of God concerning prosperity. You see, prosperity is in threefold. Prosperity is in threefold, and it is the will of God that you recover all, which of course depends on the capacity of your faith in the infallible word of God. Now look at Third John two. Third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. In this scripture, we see the threefold elements of God, that, of the God kind of prosperity. All, the first thing that we see here is that the apostle writes to Gaius and make him understand that it is his wish that he prosper in all things. Which speaks of first physical abundance, second divine health or good health, and third 
spiritual prosperity of the soul. Now, this is the God kind of prosperity. When we speak of prosperity, it is not only, you know, here in Ghana, when we speak of prosperity, the mind of people is set on um, financial or word creation, riches. No, prosperity is in threefold according to this particular scripture. It is both spiritual and physical. And here, as the apostle divided even to us, there is the physical aspect of it, which is abundance or worldly goods, having financially, being financially sound. And again, being um, wholly sound as pertains to your health or be, be, being in good health. And thirdly, to prosper spiritually of the soul, of the heart. And so this is the threefold elements of prosperity. And it is the will of God that you possess all. It is the will of God that you recover all. Which of course depends on the capacity of your faith. Hallelujah. That is the will of God. Now you see when you go to Psalm 35 verse 27... Psalm 35 verse 27, it confirms what I just said. Because in that particular psalm, you would understand the mind of God concerning you, concerning his people, concerning his children. For he says that, let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So you understand by this scripture. That God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Why then is poverty. An unbeatable enemy dominating most believers. If it is the will of God that we prosper. Why then is poverty an unbeatable enemy. Dominating most believers. You see it is because most of us are ignorant of the principles of God. That qualifies us for his financial blessing. Or that qualifies us even to prosper according to the will of God. I hear most preachers um, preach about prosperity. You would be this, you would be that. But I, I, I hardly hear preachers you see, um, dividing the word of truth as pertains prosperity. The principles according to the word of God. And so it is very common to see or to hear many shoutings in the church. But the same people who shout, you will be this and they will shout hallelujah to it. You will be that and they will shout hallelujah to it. Without you truly understanding the principles governing the will of God concerning prosperity. And so these people would come back home defeated. Because when they come home, they still come to find poverty still staring at their face. And the reason why it is important that we teach by the grace of God, dividing the word of truth, 
so that people would come to understand the mind of God, the principles of God. As far as prosperity for his people is concerned. And this is what, by the grace of God, we are doing tonight. It is the will of God, and I say again, that you be prosperous. Not only spiritually, as pertains to the fruitfulness of your soul, as pertains to things that are spiritual, peace, joy, righteousness, holiness, but also of your divine health, to be healthy, to be strong. He says that thou, thou mayest what? Be in good health. And again, that you also be blessed financially and be without lack. This is the will of God. But there is important, it is very important to also understand the principles of God that would qualify you to enjoy this blessing. And these are the principles that the Lord God gave to me as I pour it out from my heart. I want you to pay particular attention to these principles. As the Lord God gave to me yesterday, even to speak on. Mainly, it would be three because of time, I would only speak of these three principles. And if God will permit, next week probably I would speak on the other things. But tonight, mainly I want to treat on this, speak on these three principles as far as um, prosperity is concerned. What you need to know, what I need to know. The first principle that the Lord God gave to me, a principle that will qualify you to enjoy the blessing, the threefold blessing of prosperity, spiritual and physical. First principle is this desire spiritual things first. The first principle desire spiritual things first. Now look again at third John two. Apostle John writes to Gaius and tells him that it is his wish that he prospers in all things and in health. Even as his soul prospers. In this particular verse, if you are a person who is, of course, conversant with English grammar, you would understand that financial abundance is not first. Neither good health. What is first is the prosperity of the soul. It says that even as your soul prospers. And so therefore the even as is precedes the other elements of prosperity. Good health and financial blessing. Because it says that the thou mayest prosper and be in health. Even as. That even as would tell you of course that the, the, the prosperity of the soul precedes the other two elements. And it is for you to understand that God doesn't place physical things above spiritual things. He places spiritual things above physical things. Someone may say, what are you saying, Brother Jerry? 
see when you go to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 it is written if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land notice if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land God doesn't place the good of the land first he places willingness and obedience first and so be, before a man or a person, any person grumbles and blame God for his poverty or lack, let the person first ask himself, am I willing to obey? Am I willing to obey? Is that the willingness first? Is that obedience first? That is the order. Spiritual things must be first. And not the other way round. You will see in the Bible. In the scriptures. When God was dealing with the patriarchs. Specifically to Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12. That God said to Abraham. To get out of his country. From his kindred. And from his father's house. Abraham obeyed. And when you come to Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. The Bible records that Abraham became rich. In livestock, in silver, and in gold. There was first of all the willingness to obey the direction of God. Then the good of the land was given unto him. Then God blessed him financially. He made him a blessing. He made him great. He made his name great. Because Abraham, first of all, had the willingness to obey the direction of God. When the Lord said to him to get out of his country. And so this is what Isaiah is saying. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If ye are willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. That is the order. Spiritual things must always be first. If the order is changed... There is the certainty that one will fall either into the ditch of poverty or that of covetousness. You see, the same way before God made Moses a god to Pharaoh and the Egyptians, which of course tells or makes us understand um, how God is able to make a man great and powerful even in the face of his enemies. Before God ascribed unto Moses this honor, it is recorded in the scriptures that Moses first esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26. He was the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter which qualified him as an heir of the throne. But Moses forsook everything. He forsook the honor. He forsook the prestige. He forsook the word that comes along with it. And he made God his riches. And because of what he did, the willingness to obey, the willingness to first to serve God, placing spiritual things first, God made him like a God to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians. So first of all, the first principle, always spiritual things must be first. It must be your priority. Obedience to the word of God. The willingness to serve him. To obey his direction. And you shall eat the good of the land. The second principle. 
to financial blessing. Set your motives right. Your motive must always be set right. You see, there is a, a time in every believer's journey where we must pray the prayer. God increase our faith. Help our unbelief. It's because your faith must be stretched to lay hold to, to whatever the Lord has said, whatever the Lord has promised. Unlike us, God sees the heart and the mind of a person. God knows it when you do not believe. He knows it when you believe. If your motive concerning any promise of God is wrong, and I say again, if your motive is wrong concerning any promise of God, do not suppose that you can receive that promise. Whether salvation, whether healing, or whether financial abundance. You see, financial blessing is evil to those of uh, them out there who think that they are too holy, holy than Abraham, holy than Job, holy than David, and think that financial blessing is evil. You see, how can you have that motive, that mindset, and still expect that God would bless you financially? It is impossible. It cannot be. He said, that, let not that man suppose that he can receive anything from God. Why? Because he is a, a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so because of that, he cannot receive, he cannot enjoy the blessing of God. The same is when it comes to divine healing. And so your motive must always align with the principles, the promise of God, before you can receive from him. You see, yesterday I was thinking about this and I... I came to understand that the most holy men of God in history were men of good standing. They were blessed spiritually and they were blessed physically. You see, like I said early on, it is not wrong to have money. It is wrong for money to have you. Listen to what I just said. It is not wrong for you to have money. Rather, it is Wrong for many to have you. And that is why, by the grace of God, the word was given. Your motive must align with what you are asking from God. It is of a truth, a common thing. Two believers may be in the same church. Suffering from a particular disease. One may receive healing. The other may not. Why? Because the motive of the other may be wrong. As far as divine healing is concerned. You see the same is true when it comes to financial blessing. If the motive is wrong. God cannot bless. God cannot give to you. Now let us go to Luke, um, sorry, Mark chapter 9, verse 24. Mark 9, 24. Now notice in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. The father of that child who was deaf and damp 
was honest before the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew he did not have the faith to believe in divine healing for his child. So he cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He believed in part, but not in full. And so he prayed to the Lord to help his unbelief to write his motive and his thoughts. For God knows it when a person does not fully believe in that which he has promised. And if it is with you, it is very humbling to come before God and be honest with God. And to tell God to help your unbelief. To help tell God to increase the capacity of your faith. To reach and to stretch. To lay hold of that which he has promised you. So that you would be able to recover all. The threefold elements of prosperity. Spiritual and physical. There come a time in our lives we must go before God and be honest, be sincere. People come to God and all they say is that, Lord, I claim, I claim. When as a matter of fact, within their heart, God knows that they are not, they do not even believe in that which they are asking. There are people who come to God and they ask God for something. In their mouth, they are telling God. But within their mind and even in their heart, their motive is wrong. Because even that which they are asking God, they do not even believe that God would grant unto them. The same was that man. His child was suffering from this terrible spirit of infirmity, death and death. And he could not bring himself to believe that Jesus was able to heal the child. And so for that matter, he prayed that prayer, help my unbelief. Because even though he believed it was in part. But if we can receive from God, we must believe with all our heart. We must believe in full, not in part. To believe in part is to be double-minded. To think and to question. Would God even do it? You see, that it flashes through your mind. Today you are rejoicing. The following day you come back to the same place and you question God. Can God even bless me financially? You look to your family. You look to your present circumstances. Your job. And you, you belittle God. And so for that matter, you are not able to enjoy the blessing of God. Because of that double-mindedness. That was the case of that Father of the child. But blessed be the Lord. When his motive was. Corrected. And aligned even to the will of God. The child received. His healing. After that he prayed that prayer. And I pray that the same. Would be your case tonight. That even from this very night. That things will change around you. And the third principle, which is very important, is this. Understand the purpose of financial blessing. 
understand the purpose of financial blessing. There are too many people praying and asking God for financial blessing without understanding the purpose of financial blessing. I believe that the, the reason why most people are still battling with poverty is because they do not really understand the purpose. And when they are asking, they are asking just so they would satisfy their last. Having not the understanding, they ask amiss that they might satisfy their own selfish pleasures. There is the need for you, beloved, to understand the purpose of financial blessing. Like I said early on, I say again, it is not evil to have riches. It is rather evil for riches to have you. You see, when you go to the Psalm, Psalm, the Psalm of David, chapter 62, verse 10, it says, If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. And so therefore, you understand it. It is the will of God that his children be blessed. Just like the Bible says that when he created Adam, he gave everything to Adam to dominate the earth. The Bible says that the heavens, even the heaven, belong to the Lord. But the earth he has given to the children of men. Again, he says that the, the silver and gold are his. And it is the will of God to freely give to his children for a purpose which in many times we do not speak about. That purpose is very important. God is not just blessing us because of anything, but for a very purpose. He blesses us for a purpose, and this is a purpose that you and I need to understand. Otherwise, you can be rich. And yet, become an enemy of God. You can be rich to yourself and not rich towards God. So the reason why the Psalm by the Holy Spirit said, If riches increase, set not your heart upon it. In other words, do not be possessed by riches. Do not become a slave. To money. To mammon. But Jesus said. That you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve mammon. And at the same time serve God. And it is something you need to understand. It is very important to understand. This purpose. Why God blesses us financially. And the first of this purpose is this. One. The reason why God blesses us. Is that you and I may be content. With the blessing. And in our contentment. That we may praise God. For his goodness. And blessing. To stir up praises and thanksgiving for his goodness 
and blessed and to be content with the, what he has given to you one the second thing that you may be a blessing to others especially those whose um, poverty is not by laziness idle hands but by circumstances beyond their control these are the people whom the Lord would bring your way that you may be a blessing to them I am not speaking of the idle hand I am not speaking of, of the lazy the Bible says that uh, he that uh, does not work must not eat that is scriptural you do not fold your hands and you sleep the Bible says that uh, a little sleep a little slumber in poverty overtakes you and so therefore God will not bless the lazy the slothful he must put his hand to work it is in working that the Lord will bless you many people cry out of poverty and blame God when as a matter of fact they are not doing anything sleeping and slumbering God does not rain money from heaven you must put your hand to work that is the spiritual principle but there are sometimes you see people have certain circumstances beyond their control and God may bring them your way that you may be a blessing to such ones because he has given to you freely and you must give without condition without condition Proverbs chapter 3 verse 27 he says that do not withhold good from from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so this scripture is very important it is very profound do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so what it means is that do not withhold to be a blessing to those whom the Lord will bring your way if it is in the power of your hand to do so if you have that opportunity do it without condition you see I I came to understand this when you look in the word the sons and the daughters of Satan when they give they do not give freely they give with a condition and so in the high offices you see certain people on top who are taking advantage of young ladies and young men treating them as slaves as if they are good for nothing why because they are feeding them or because that person asks for a job asks for a favor and whatever they do they do not give freely it must come with a condition so you see these corrupt men whose condemnation is reserved in the last days taking advantage of the innocent and the helpless but you who are the people of God the children of God do not live your life as the heathens if you would find mercy before God and I say again if you would find mercy before the throne of God be a father to the fatherless a mother to the motherless 
and a helper to the helpless. Do not forget what Jesus said concerning those who withhold to do good in that parable of the rich, of the rich fool. When you, you are, if, if you are a student of the Bible, this parable that Jesus Christ taught concerning those who withhold to do, to do good to those to whom it is due. Luke chapter 12 verse 16. The parable of the rich fool. See, the Bible says that this man was blessed with abundance and he became rich. But his riches was not towards God. He failed to live the purpose for which God blessed him. He thought of what he would get rather than what God would get in return for the goodness shown him. So this man said to himself, he would expand his store. He would invest in his business. He would build greater stores. And he said even to him, his soul, So, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He was blessed all right, but he was never a blessing to others. He was rich to himself, but he was never rich towards God. And so God's anger was aroused against him. And God said to him, You fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Then in verse 21 of Luke chapter 12 he says, So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And so it is always important to you, for you to understand the purpose for which God blesses. That you may become a blessing to the fatherless, to the helpless, to the needy. To those people whose circumstances are beyond their control. And not only that, also for the administration of the cause of God. For the furtherance of the work of God. Is this other reason why God also blesses financially? That you may administer to the saints, the faithful ones, those who are laboring in the work of God, and also in advancing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in your blessing, God wants you to understand that Whatever he has blessed you with, use every opportunity to bring the gospel to those near and far. That they may also be partakers of the blessing of God. And so Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 12 to 13. And in that particular scripture, Paul wanted the church to understand that the ministry does not only bless the saints. The ministry of uh, giving. The ministry of being a blessing. It does not only um, minister to the saints. I mean the preachers. The workers in the field. Because uh, um, what you give to them when you support the work of the Lord. When you support the faithful ministers of God. It does not only um, encourage them to continue in their labor. It is also for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so what Paul wrote even to the people of 
the, of Corinth, Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse twelve to thirteen, he wanted them to understand that this ministry does not only equip the saints; it does not only minister to the saints, but it also glorifies God, as the gospel reaches the untold, and many become obedient to the gospel, which could not have happened without the administration of their given. And so, this is the reason why God blesses you and I. That we may become a blessing to others, a blessing to those who labor in the work of the Lord and in the advancement of the work of God, the furtherance of the gospel through the administration of giving. Even as the Bible has made you understand, it says that give and it shall be given unto you. That is the principle to financial blessing. As you give, the Lord God according to his promise, would also make sure that you always have, that you may always be able to give. And this brings us to the end of the message, recover all. And uh, the principles you need to know in order for you to be able to recover all the threefold elements of prosperity. And I pray that this message would uh, correct your motive, would impart faith, in the mighty name of Jesus. It is my prayer to you tonight that where there is unbelief. May God help your unbelief and align your motive and thought to his perfect will for you. That you may recover all, even the threefold prosperity. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Now if there is anyone out there, even as I bring my message, who is imparted, who wants to um, be a part of the program, who wants to call in with a question, you can call on this line 0558 and lastly 0558 If you want to call in with any question, we do not have much time. You can call in even as I open the phone lines. take this opportunity to also say that um, those of you who are sending the messages to me on that same line you can if you want me to add you to the um, my program my whatsapp um, platform you can send me hi if you want me to include so that whatever message that I preach here you would have access to it you can 
send a message you can hide me on that same um, number 0558-345-267 and I would gladly um, do so so that every message that I preach here you may be able to listen this week I have been receiving a lot of messages many people are asking um, how to get the messages and uh, I find it very needful for me to begin to um, be sending the messages on that sorry the sermons on that platform and so if you want to get access to the sermons you can hire me on that same number and I will do so yes um, thank you those of you who are sending the messages I would gladly do so um, I would Bring the message, the program to an end. But the time is fast spent. And so um, those of you who may want to call can uh, rather send a message. Even as I bring the program uh, to an end because the time is already far spent. And God bless you so much for making time and for opening your hearts even to this powerful, edifying program and sermon tonight. Same time next week, from the hour of 7 to 8, the peace of the Lord be with you, even now and forevermore. Bye-bye.